You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? From the prime time, bitch! Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This has is clean. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. I am pain. All right, welcome everybody to another edition of Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween. Of course, I am your host, Eddie Monster, here. And uh, I just wanted to say sometimes. I attribute my watching habits to that of a hitchhiker. I'm just a guy roaming on the road of horror films with my thumb out, just hoping that a horror film comes out of nowhere and stops and asks me, where are you heading? Do I tell him I'm going down Slasher Road? I don't know. I can't come up with anything else, but no, but honestly, like sometimes I just aimlessly wander through various apps like Netflix and Prime and Hulu and, and Shudder and, uh, you know, Vudu and so many different apps that, you know, sometimes I'm always searching for something, hoping that something catches my eye and I never really know what it's going to be sometimes the movie poster alone will intrigue me and sometimes i watch that movie without even reading the synopsis yeah i'm a daredevil that's for sure and that is definitely the case with today's film that i checked out and usually i always check out an 80s slasher and i thought you know we're 20 days in i think it's about time that i do so and that is why i chose 1988's Edge of the Axe. Six women, one man, all dead. Edge of the Axe. Gerald's a cool kid with a keen computer. Now that he's met Lillian, the lines of communication are definitely open. It's called Icarus. You can ask it anything you like. But the readout spells trouble. Wait a minute, what happened here? And murder is the mode. What shape is that body? Hamburger meat. A killer is loose and the whole town's on edge. Edge of the axe. Gerald, why do you have the names of all the women who were killed in your computer file? Oh, she's coming this way. Bodacious time for <laughs> Broderick, you have a little something going on with Rita. Rita had your name and number in her phone book. <laughs> kind of worried a little bit about it. Found another body this morning. There's some maniac. He's running around chopping women up. Laura's <laughs> disappeared. What do you mean? She's gone. Who's Charlie? 
He's my cousin. The other night I asked my computer to check the hospitals to find my cousin. And they released him from a mental hospital two years ago in Patterson. Are you spending too much time with this girl on those stupid games that you play? You know, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to have microchips for brains. Almost all the women who had been killed, they'd worked in a psychiatric ward. Christopher. The situation is terminal. Can Lillian deprogram the killer before he catches his next victim? got two more, Doug. I tell you, this place stinks of death. The other night I had a dream, and Charlie was walking towards me smiling. He was carrying a bloodstained axe. He was going to kill me. Charlie, is that you? Edge of the Axe. It's a great night for bad dreams. want to know what goes on do not continue forward but anyways so we got edge of the axe which is about this psycho killer who's taking out people in this what was once a small quiet town in northern california and then all of a sudden they introduce this character of gerald martin who uh is played by barton fox who at this point has really only done future kill in this film, so he didn't really do much in his career, uh, you know, against those two films. But anyways, so he's a computer nerd in 1988, which is probably a very impressive thing to be a computer nerd in that time because I don't even think the internet was even introduced what until 1994, 95, somewhere around there, maybe even a little further. I don't even remember. I think I was in middle school. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, so he's this computer nerd. And, you know, he, uh, along with his friend Paige Mosley, uh, who plays Richard Simmons, funny enough for a name. Uh, but you may remember him from such films as The Jigsaw Murders, What's Love Got to Do With It. Um, you know, various other. He was in Silk Stockings, Melrose Place, uh, various other things. And he runs. A, uh, I believe it's an extermination company, or something like that. So they get called to this, to this bar because it's this awful smell, and that's where they discover a body that they've declared was a suicide. And from there, they meet a couple chicks. Right? They meet uh, Lillian Nebs, who's played by Christina Marie Lane, who. Uh, is another example. She only did the All Nighter. That's the only other film she ever did besides Edge of the Axe. So there's a lot of people in this film that never really uh, did much of anything else. Uh, but nonetheless, so Gerald naturally falls in love with her, and uh, they find this interest of computers with each other, and it, it kind of sparks something. And then all of a sudden, she notices that Gerald's got the name of all the people that have been murdered on his computer, which starts to put into your mind that automatically he's the killer. 
But for me, it just was like, this seems too easy. Like, it's way too easy. All the signs are pointing to him, right? All throughout the film. He wears black gloves. The killer wear black, wears black gloves. The killer uses an axe. All of a sudden, we see Gerald chopping wood. It just, it's, they're throwing these, these things at us to make us believe that it really is Gerald. And it's one of those films that we have to figure out just who the killer is, right? Because that's the point of it. We never know the killer's identity. He wears uh, this Michael Myers-esque white mask, but the uh, difference was his, his is bald and it has no mouth. That's the, really the difference. You'll see it on the poster uh, if you look up the poster for Edge of the Axe. And uh, all of a sudden, this story, another story kind of creeps its way into the film where Lillian starts telling this tale that she thinks it's her cousin. So all of a sudden, we're like, okay, maybe it isn't Gerald, right? Maybe it's this cousin of hers. And she claims that he had been let go from, you know, the uh, the hospital, the, the mental hospital two years prior. And that maybe he found his way back, you know, to this small little northern California town. And that's what's going on. But then all of a sudden, the film has us believing that maybe Gerald isn't being honest about who he really is. Because, after all, he's not from this town. He's an outsider, right? Who lives by himself with the computer. He's got the names on his thing. Is this the cousin? And if it is, it's a little fucking weird. All right? Because, literally, if you're cousins, you're making out, you're doing stuff together. A little weird, right? So all of a sudden now, you know, we're thinking, okay, at one point we think it's him, then a a tiny bit of a point, maybe it's not him, but no, wait a minute, maybe it is him, but it's just not who he is. And then all of a sudden there's the big kind of chase moment at the end where, you know, we're like, okay, it's got to be Gerald because now Gerald's chasing her, but then all of a sudden that's when it drops and again, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, do not fucking ask or do not listen. Do not move forward. Move back two spaces. But nonetheless, that is when we find out who the real killer is. And it's it's been Lillian the whole time. Lillian has taken out all of the nurses and whatnot that worked at the hospital. That's who she's been going after. And she apparently had suffered an injury to her head. And she can't remember certain things of her past. So she's created this whole illusion that it was her cousin that spent all this time in the mental institution. And she was off at school. That's how she looks at it. She's been off at school. And... Because the cops end up taking out Gerald. And when she gets saved, you know, you hug the cop. Oh, my God, you saved me. And then she looks at the camera and gives that sinister grin. And we knew it was her all along, right? So, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's the name of the game. I should have seen it coming. 
I just honestly wanted to believe that I was that brilliant in figuring out right away who the killer was. I wanted to believe that, believe me. You know, because I'm almost like, oh, right from the beginning, fuck yeah, I figured you out. Yeah, you're not going to fool me. And uh, sure enough, they did. So egg on my face on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it's not a bad film. It's actually really not that bad. This is actually a pretty decent film. This is one of those films that kind of flies under the radar. You know what I mean? Like uh, one of those hidden gems. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not Halloween. It's not Friday the 13th. It's not Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not, you know, any of those slasher classics. It's not TCM. Uh, But it, it, it... Deserves a little bit more credit than it probably ever got back in 1988. And in fact, I wanted to look at something. I wanted to uh, look up some scores that this film got. Obviously, on Rotten Tomatoes, they haven't even graded it yet because it's only gotten two reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, But the audience, out of 100-plus ratings, gave it a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which goes to show you, you know, how some of the audience feels. But overall, if you look at IMDb, Letterboxd, and Shutter, right? On IMDb, it gets a five point three out of ten. You know, which means it's you know it's a mid grade, and it's almost the same thing for Letterboxd, two point eight out of five, and then Shutter, three point two out of five. So it's it shows it's a decent film, right? It's it's the middle of the pack. It's decent. It's not terrible. And that's how I feel. It's not a terrible film, and it's but it's not a great film either. I mean, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of characters that I just, you know, could have done without, honestly. You know, situations that just went absolutely nowhere. Uh, like her sister, for example, right? Lillian Neb, she's got the sister. We have no freaking clue eventually what happens to the sister. None. Right. She just, you know, is having an affair with, you know, with Richard Simmons there. And, uh, yeah, we just don't know. Susan just disappears. Right. Uh, but everybody else gets, you know, gets the axe. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a middle it's a middle of the pack. So you got to expect that, you know, going into this. And it was directed by uh, Jose Ramon Reyes. I can't do my 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 rolling R Spanish thing. I'm not really good at at it, but uh, he's a legendary director who passed away in 2013. But you know, he was uh, famous for Symptoms, Vampires, uh, Vampires is actually the, the title, Vampires, and uh, you know many other many other things, Deadly Manor, uh, you know, tons of other films. You know what I mean? Whirlpool, Deviation. Um, so I mean, it is the film essentially is what it is and that's how i look at it you can take it for what you want you know take it at face value um so again you know the way i'm going to grade this is exactly like everybody else you know it's a mid grade uh i give it a c plus because it, it it is a mid grade film you know it's not the greatest and it's not the best i mean it's not the greatest it's not the worst I should say. But I think it's worth checking out. I definitely think that if you love horror movies, listen, I'm one of those guys that 
it takes a lot for me not to want to watch your film, right? I watch almost anything. I usually go on Indiegogo and I find a project. I look up horror movies on Indiegogo and I find a project and I back it, right? If it sounds interesting enough to me, I'll back it, right? I backed 1031. I backed 1031 Part 2. I've backed other films. One that's actually coming up for this year, uh, I backed last year. And it finally got to me in the mail. I, I was hoping I was going to get it for last year, uh, and I didn't. But uh, nonetheless, you know, I got it for this year. So that'll be coming up since there's only 11 days till Halloween. Uh, but, you know, it's, again, like, I'll watch anything. And it takes a lot for me not to want to watch your film, right? It's got to be literally the shittiest idea in the shittiest film within the first five or ten minutes for me to be like, nah, I'm all, I'm all set with this. This is garbage. Usually, if you've got me intrigued within the first five or ten minutes, I'm in. And usually I'm all in. You know, I'm one of those completists. I got to watch everything to the very end because I need to do it. You know, I need to know how awful of a time I wasted or... On the other note, how thankful I am that I got to watch that film. I've seen some really great films that I never thought would be would be great films. And sometimes that's what it is, man. You just got to go out and search it. You know what I mean? And, and I like watching films that, you know, nobody maybe has even heard of. And maybe I'm opening the door for something, you know. But uh, or at least I like to think so anyways. Uh, but yeah, so that's gonna do it. Again, I given the film a C plus for a final grade. Um, it's exactly how everybody feels. It, it's a, it's a middle of the pack film. So take it for what it is, and I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>